the boys together. Jonas. So do what? Spank the bastards. Warning. Hang with the boys contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended or you're a superhero, do not continue to listen. Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Hang with the Boys, where we're discussing the Amazon Prime special, fantastic, absolutely fucking kick-ass show, The Boys, helmed by our fan and personal favorite, Eric Kripke. For those of you... Those of you who have known us from previous shows, Supernatural, we have been big, big fans of Kripke for years. He's my crush. He's your man crush or just oh. your crush in general? Why do we got to gender my crush? You can That way you can have multiple. No. Don't, no. <laughs> he just is. I'll just have multiple. He's, he's they, them's crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, this is him helming this show is what introduced us to this entire comic book story. I think... Ryan might have actually been. I was familiar with it. it. I, yeah, I was familiar. I, I, didn't I hadn't really, heard of it. I didn't really. Uh, I read like maybe one epi- issue or two. Yeah, but I, I was familiar. I wasn't really, you know, well versed. Yeah, it. yeah, but it has blown the fuck up. It has been huge for Amazon. Huge for people. It this season alone had like a two hundred and thirty plus percent increase compared to season one's viewership, which was already staggering compared to many other streaming services out there. Comic books are hard to get a hold of because people are trying to read it and get ahead and know what the fuck's going on. Although that's kind of going off script in that respect. So kind of yeah. shit out well, of luck there. Got to update it a bit, especially with the uh, sociopolitical aspects. Yeah. yeah. Some of the stuff in the comics still works. But if you don't know the context of the time, right. I don't feel like it the comic book will resonate but as I, much as it did when it originally was dropped on the readers. Well, I think also the world has gotten so much more fucking insane yeah. that you had to update it to make it feel just as crazy as the comic did when it first came out. Yep. But man, it has been the show that I've looked forward to the most. And season three has in the last little bit here really kind of stepped up its game. We have previously talked about the first couple episodes feeling a little off, not quite as strong as seasons one and two taking their time a little bit, wanting to know what's going to happen to some characters. Are we have too many players on the board? Are things going to move forward in either good or terrible directions for everybody involved? What is the overarching thought process for this season? Where are we going? And with episode five, the last time to look on this world of lies is really started to ratchet that up significantly. And as longtime Supernatural fans have been looking forward to for some time while last episode did have Jensen's ass, which was blown was, mm. was clamored for and loved by all. And again, thank you to Meredith Glenn for making thank that show us that. Wait a second. Did she ever hall. respond? Nope. Yeah. She she's knew better. Busy, it, well, she's all, I know these she guys. She knew better. These fuck, these like, guys, uh, I can't, I can't say that. These I don't guys want to are some real assholes. Exactly. Oh. Look at these guys trying to bait me <laughs> like bait. they did poor Kim Rhodes and Brianna. <laughs> we I'm just saying what the conversation is. What That's you think all is I, being said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We masturbated them. Oh, Jesus. Wow. That did not get better. What? That's not how that works. <laughs> that might be hot. But now. It's our own hero gasm. But oh. now in this episode, we finally had him really get some plot relevant scenes. We got to see him in the soldier boy costume, see a, a sample of what he's capable of and get his story moving along with our major characters and really start putting the pedal to the metal. 
And Ryan, can you give us a brief synopsis of this episode if yes, you have that I do. ready and available? Uh, the boys run into a major obstacle in their mission to stop the Seven and turn their attention to Soldier Boy. Homelander can use to make changes that fit his agenda at Vought. Now, this one was directed by Nelson Craig and written by Ellie Moynihan. And this one had a lot of things that I thought were interesting for Homelander to show some weakness, but it was also a little bit odd. Mother's Milk is not necessarily retconning. I don't know. Is it retconning his story? Or is it elaborating more on what we didn't know? Yeah, I feel like we probably just should move past that annoyance that we had from last season. Because at this point, it's now been stated the dude suffers from OCD. It is what it is. It wasn't really set up last season except for a quick little moment. But now they're elaborating. And as long as they continue to build on that, I'm okay with it. And retrospectively. Yeah. And this episode definitely starts out the gate with a lot more problems for everybody involved. One soldier boy is loose. And from the videos we see MM watching, uh, that's not good. And he's quite more powerful than they thought. Perhaps Kamiko is alive, but significantly damaged from her interaction with soldier boy. Meanwhile, Vought and Homelander are now into new uncharted waters. And it's really just kind of everybody starts really getting pushed out of their comfort zone and into conflict that is soon going to come bubbling to the surface. And that is really kind of brought to the forefront. I think in this episode, it seems more between MM and butcher. They have always had this kind of like love hate relationship (laughs) as, as friends and as coworkers, it seems, but it really starts to come to a head when they start to disagree on things. And this this is where we start to see all of our characters kind of split. Huey and Starlight are having problems now. Butcher and MM. Homelander slowly, not slowly, he's already kind of been, but more and more being pushed towards an unraveling point. Everybody's starting to get, tensions are high. Everyone's starting to get pissed off at everybody else. It well, seems. I think what's happening is the stakes are being raised by what they're trying to accomplish and everyone's willing to go outside of what is norm to get the job done. And it's causing rifts. And I think you see that kind of like indecision on like, should I be doing this? But it's, it's almost that for the greater good concept. But it seems like individual desires are coming directly against what they should be doing exactly you know there are definitely some parallels that they're creating between all of the characters yeah like for example with homelander you have this idea that he's going to crack under pressure because it's all on him he has no support Mm -hmm. system he has pushed everyone out and he's completely on his own for the most part and then you have the fragmentation of the boys themselves, which has been proven time and again, they only really do well when they're all together, when they are a group. And the fact that that dynamic is now being deconstructed, we are seeing the problems that they are facing because of not being a single strong unit. unit. Mm -hmm. And, and are they going to crack under pressure? I mean, that that's the parallel right there. Well, we already see, Homelander starting to crack, right? And this is one that seemed a little bit 
could take it either way. With him at the CEO board meeting, while that was kind of funny and I could understand, just because you think you're in charge or you know how to deal with social you know, PR or you know how to fuck over certain people and their interests when it comes to money, that doesn't necessarily know, mean you know how to run a company. And the EBITDA and, and these different things that are brought to his attention, he gets immediately pissed off and, and feels undermined. Again, can be funny, but it's also been played up, a, a continuous play up of a parody of the Trump administration, at least in, in our eyes, because he's this arrogant, hot-headed guy in control, in charge, who clearly doesn't quite know what he's actually doing at this level, or at least that's the narrative that's pushed, right? And Homelander is that to a T at this point. Yeah, and let's just specify that, and I, I know you're kind of walking on eggshells politically. Yeah, a little bit. Because, you know, we have a wide variety of people that listen to our shows. Right, so yeah. from the perception that Trump go. ran his administration a certain way, which is for the most part accepted. Yeah. That's what they're parroting. Right. That's why the deep was put in <laughs> charge. They fired a woman that had well 50,000 degrees and they put a numbskull in that position. Who, but he brought cupcakes. Doesn't know a damn thing. Yeah. Brought cupcakes and he's in charge of their crime analytics department, which is fucking amazing because by the end of the episode, there's no one left. He fired everyone. That's so fucking. <laughs> I do like that, and I've I've said this time and time again, and and I'm not going to get political because mm-hmm. I rather my politics be a little ambiguous when it comes to this show. However, the idea of creating this parody does work for what they're trying to do, essentially pushing Homelander into that that Trump position, a guy who's probably out of his element. He has a celebrity persona, but in the darkest recesses of his day, when he's by himself, he's a fragile individual. So it does work for Homelander to some degree. I do have some issues with that parody that they're pushing out there because we feel like Homelander has never been inept. Right. He is fragile. Naive, maybe. Insecure. Definitely. But he's never been inept. He's not stupid. And they're kind of portraying him a little differently, and it goes against his characterization from the prior two seasons. Now, you can also justify that from the writing perspective and say perhaps the idea of his ineptness is coming from the stress that he is single-handedly holding up this company now and everything rests on him. So he's losing his mind because he no longer has that safety net. Right. And that could be what they're going with. That was what I kind of felt at first, because I do see the parallel that we've brought up with the, the previous administration, but I do think it's also at face value. It is that. Yeah. He is... Uh, overwhelmed, doesn't know how to handle these things. These aren't problems that he can punch or laser eye or, or fly away from or the, drink milk. Yeah, these oh, are. You can always do that. <laughs> these are things that have no corporeal form to fight against. And he's not sure what to do. And he's got no one he can lean on. And he's got no one he can trust. 
which has been established well and, in, yeah. and truly with every character of his team, either betraying or abandoning him. Well, look at the, the first season he had Edgar and Stillwell. Stillwell. Yeah. The second season he had. Well, and noir and, and black noir. Maeve yeah. even. And then second season he had uh, the Nazi gal stormfront stormfront and black noir. Now he has nothing completely all by himself. Yeah. Isolated himself. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is starting to show those cracks. And I do like that, but we also see tension, like you said, parallel rising with the boys. We have, we literally start with Huey violently ill. <laughs> I really don't like Huey this season. I, I don't, I, I but, but I know why. When I like Homelander more than I like Huey. Homelander is more interesting. He's more complicated. They're using him to really dissect the, the gray or dark areas, the, the shadow area of the human condition, the, the, the areas that we never want to find ourselves in, but many do find themselves in, whether we want to accept it or not. I feel like he's a more relatable character and, and to some degree, minus all of the horrible rapist mentality, but the person who he is, I feel is more interesting and, and uh, empathetic, if you yeah. will. Then Huey. Huey has made the entire thing about himself. It's well, not that's, about that's kind of the point. But I, but I think, and I well, think, I know that's the point. Yeah, I think that's why I'm enjoying Huey's arc this this season really? so far. It, because I'm watching someone who was pure mm -hmm. and someone who was very much um, naive become altruistic by the people that he's around. And I think there is nothing more true than that. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many times I've seen people enter into a group of friends and they're the one that is new and slowly but surely they are corrupt, corrupted by that group of friends. But you're, you're twisted by any influence. That yeah. You spend and I time think with. that's why that's why I'm slowly enjoying him start off as the good guy and slowly like he dips his toe in and it's just too much and it takes him over. And it's, you know, it's the stupid, you know, great power comes great responsibility. And, and for him there, he's just like throwing responsibility out the window and going straight for like, fuck it. Yeah. And I agree with you. I don't, from a writing point of view, I don't have any problem with what they're doing with yeah. Huey. It does work for the story. Just simply as someone who finds characters interesting, like what different types of characters, yeah. I, I find him more annoying. It doesn't mean it's bad writing. I just find him a bit obnoxious. And, and I think that's, and that's on, the, I think I think that's the on point. Purpose. Yeah. yeah. Deliberately. Because you're 100% right, Ryan. He is, he's never had power. He has never and had get a taste, the man. means to fight back. What does Butcher and, say? With great power comes the ability to be a rightful cunt. Right, a, right, a, right, a, right a right cunt. cunt. A right, yeah. yeah. That's a, the best. Dude, it's but, true. It's 100% true. And that's the thing is that he's never had power. And in this beginning season, he thought he was winning. He thought him and Newman I'm were doing, doing the, right way. the right way. And now yeah. he's realized that's not going to work. You got to play never dirty. work. You have to play. Exactly. You have to play yeah. dirty. And he's relishing in that newfound power, that newfound freedom. The him in, in Starlight is 1000% a lie to cover his insecurities. Storm or, or Starlight is completely aware of that. This isn't about me. She says as much all the time. She's got her head on straight for the most part. But Huey using her, he's using her as an excuse. I mm -hmm. want to save you for once. It's not about saving her. Yeah, it's about him. He wants to feel like he can do something instead for of, once and not feel useless, impotent yep. and, and like a cuck in his own life kind of Ugh. thing. 
I mean, that's essentially you what it is. just lean into it. It's not as bad as he may think. Okay. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, man. Like, <laughs> Butcher got the cooler of the two powers anyways. Oh, yeah. You want to be like teleport naked and, and yeah. borderline laser super eyeballs strength. and super strength? If yeah. I had a big wang, then maybe I'd be okay with the Love teleportation. Yeah, well, that's too big. That's, just that's normal. Horrifying. Normal big. Thomas, normal. Yeah. What's normal big? Uh, not 6.9. Yeah, that's true. Seven to yeah, se- eight. Yeah. What is six point nine? Anyways, no, yeah. I'm still trying to figure that. Rounding error. <laughs> <laughs> once rounding. it goes, once it goes over point five, you can round up. Is typically how that works. I usually round up to like two more inches. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You 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 measure from your butthole. Yeah, yeah. And even when I round up, I'm like a I'm a mean three inches. A mean. <laughs> wow. A mean. I don't know. I don't know what a mean. Oh Jesus! How that interprets? It's but, ferocious. But uh, okay. Oh. Oh. I hope uh, not. The, the Huey is definitely less likable for sure, but I do think that's generally the point. And like said, he's, he's yeah. being tempted. He is the t- poster child for becoming the devil or the becoming the monster that you hunt yourself. And I think really though, dude, I think Butcher's going to be the one who has to pull him back. Butcher has seen enough. He knows it's one of those. I know this is a dark path that I'm stuck on. You don't have to go down it and he will push him back into the light, back away from this kind of thing. Because although he is an asshole, as he says to MM, he's not a hundred percent or a complete asshole, just mostly. Mm-hmm. There is still a bit of good in there. It's an interesting political statement about our current arena. I'll call it arena mm-hmm. arena. Yeah, it is our political arena because there is something to be said by taking the high road in politics and where we are currently, <laughs> no one's taking the high road. No. Everyone's it's in the all mud. Low, it's, it's all Everyone's slinging, slinging whatever they can find on the ground, thrown at, at the next guy, and we're in a state of retaliatory politics. Yep. And that is a beautiful message here in the boys this season yeah. because you have people who tried to do the right thing. They tried. Yeah. And when it didn't work, they gave it up. They essentially they sold their soul the and they side. rolled in the dirt with everyone else. And yeah. it goes to show you here. It's a beautiful message that it doesn't pay off. Right. If you make a deal with the devil, you know, sometimes but, but it's also the, the, the age old saying nice guys finish last. And I feel like at some time, at some point to get something done, you have to get your fucking hands dirty. Guys, nice guys don't finish last. Nice guys finish with, later in their hand. That's all. Yes. Usually <laughs> in their own hand or in their. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, I just, I think this is a, is, it, it is a very, very good analogy to what is going on right now. And I feel like it's, it's, on, it's sad, Yeah. but, but it's true. And it's true. Like sometimes to get something done, you got to get your hands dirty. And well, I feel and, and like we start the first season was a little bit of that. Getting your hands dirty is one thing, but fight fighting the way the enemy fights. No one wins that way. No, fire with fire. Fucks. The whole world burns. And, and you know, they kind of bring some of that to, to a forefront with Butcher and M.M. M.M. is fed up and doesn't want to be involved with this and doesn't want to do it anymore. But he still wants to be a team player. So kind of takes the high road. It's, it's funny because as Huey takes the darker, easier path, the quick powers, the feel good, the drug addiction, M.M.'s trying to hold... Yeah, yep. MM's trying to hold himself to a higher standard and go about things the right way. And he's trusting Butcher and Huey that they're going to go about it the right way because he still wants to ultimately save people. I mean, 
Soldier Boy's, you know, mini nuke in the middle of the city, wall epic, uh, you know, is, is not good for them in any fucking way. And he still wants to do something, even though Soldier Boy is like his his number one hated villain. He's his Homelander for Butcher. By yeah, comparison. I hate to break it to MM. I think there's going to be a a a point where he realizes that Soldier Boy's innocent and didn't actually kill his family. I, I feel like it's going in that so direction. Too. You you think that it's going to be a, the, the old Swerver Rooney? They're not point painting Soldier Boy as a villain. He even says, I'm a good guy. And Yes. Like that's in the next episode. But I also, okay. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, well, you're right. Sorry. I, I see where you're going with that, but I also think they're going to throw a really super dark curveball. And maybe he was the one that did it to give you that, that feeling of like, fuck, I really kind of feel for this guy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he's kind of a piece of crap, but all heroes are pieces of crap. And I think they've, they've really done a good job this season of showing that even though you may be pure or like, like starlight, she's slowly being kind of consumed by what she's around. And I think it's affecting her. It's affecting her. And I think I see where you're going with that, Mike. And trust me, it's Jensen. I want that to be a thing. I don't want him to be a super bad guy, but at the same time, I kind of want him to be that rogue vigilante style. Oh, he absolutely is. And that's yeah. what I want. And I think what, what I would when like I to say see good. I don't think he's evil. Right. And what I would like to see is maybe he did kill MM's family on accident. And it was one of those things where like, he knows he did it and he feels terrible about it. But there was a reason that he did it. And what I mean by that is like, a, like I said, a pure accident. He saved another life and it, unfortunately he killed his family. Yeah. And I can see that. And when you have a character who did t terrible things that you can't justify to your audience, what you do is you create a situation where they're not forgiven, but they have been rehabilitated redeemed. and redeemed. Redemption as in paid for their sins rather than now a good guy. Which, when you watch that video that M.M. watched hmm. of Soldier Boy being brutally tortured, the guy was shot with a machine gun in, in his, mouth. his mouth. Yeah. Whatever he did, let's say in the grand scheme of, uh, you know, whatever morals and ethics yeah. people yeah. subscribe to, most people would agree that he probably paid his dues for his sins. Yeah. And I feel like the, after seeing that you can totally understand his vendetta and revenge outlook mm -hmm. on his former team. And I think, cause those are brutal, dude. They, they, they took like a fucking angle grinder and like tried to grind his body, dude. Yeah, and like, fucking demented, it's like, yeah. yo, and, and clearly it hurt him. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. so that, and that's the thing, like, Watching them stick an AK-47 in his mouth and just go full auto into his mouth, like, that's fucked, dude. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it does. It's hard to say because that might be, like, kind of the ultimate betrayal in some way, which does seem to be a theme of this episode. This, yeah. But, like, he's bet ultimately betrayed by Butcher at the end of the episode. MM is. And Soldier Boy was betrayed by his team, Payback and Crimson Countess, He's raged at Soldier Boy, but that might be the person who has, like you said, Mike, paid for his sins and 
might end up actually being on better terms by the end. Yeah. Whereas Butcher and him are now in a kind of falling out from the, well, presumably from the events that have transpired at the very end of this episode. The only thing that frustrates me about that whole MM thing, and I and I get what they're doing, and thematically speaking, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty fucking great. The whole idea of betrayal and fear, yeah. as you had mentioned, but... Does not does MM not know what's at cost here? Like the entire point was to find a weapon that can neutralize Homelander. Yeah. And they that does have seem that misguided. weapon. And yet he is not a part he's not on board that. He can't yeah. he can't put away his own feelings for the time being so they can get their mission done. He, yeah. yeah. Especially because he, he's the level headed one. It's he's not Butcher, who yeah. you could see saying, fuck everybody else. I want this revenge now. And I understand highly emotional. I mean, mm-hmm. he's de- just, he's dealing with the death of what his grandfather, his grandfather, and he felt like it was his fault for de- yeah. And the the idea of the OCD also being exacerbated by all of this, and obviously that all plays a part in his behavior. It still doesn't sit right with me because Eminem has always been the rational I mind. I feel like yeah. if anyone could unpack their baggage for a moment and let you know. To figure yeah. it out would be MM. And I think this, that's why I'm hoping that the circumstances bef- behind his family dying from soldier boy, mm-hmm. there's more to it. I want there to be more. I don't want it to be just a fluke coincidence. A, a fluke coincidence that he killed his family. I want there to be a reason why. And I want, and I want it to be one of those things where soldier boy knows about it. He regrets it. And he hasn't said anything yet well because he doesn't know who mm is doesn't know right. and i think that if if there's truly remorse there i'm gonna that's that would make it much much better i think personally. yeah well we need we need somebody to start feeling fucking remorseful out of all these exactly heroes the at this point uh, and, and betrayal is definitely a theme this episode we have Huey telling Starlight about the drugs she feels borderline betrayed by that that's right yeah we have M.M. getting deliberately betrayed by Butcher. We have Queen Maeve, or, well, Homelander feeling betrayed by Maeve when she tells him that she never loved him and all that, and then she, you know, gets kidnapped, essentially, by Black Noir. We have just just a lot of that aspect, and but it really comes to a head with Soldier Boy and Crimson Countess, him realizing he was sold out to the Russians from the people that he was the closest to, that is, I mean, this the definition of betrayal, right? That sets him on his course for the rest of this episode. Did Now, correct me if I'm wrong, it was for pay, right, that she just never got? I don't think we know yet. We don't really I, know yet. It's I don't kind think of we were aware that there was going to be some type of mystery element to this season. And I have a feeling that, that is the mystery element. What the reason why they sold them out is the question. And yeah, I don't feel like that's going to be that? answered until the end of the season, because I have a feeling that it has a much larger picture attached it to it has to right it's not black noir got the fuck out of there immediately and black yeah. noir isn't going to do anything without Vought's permission so i mean he's a company man we've yeah. seen that since what day one day, day one. one so Vought had something to do had with that to. because again we talked about this before you wouldn't let your prize person 
your prize hero, the name and face of the company, and if not the country at that time, be abducted by your number one enemy and, and not even attempt to get him back. And as he tells Crimson Countess, he waited and he was convinced she was going to come rescue him, and she didn't. This, and, this season, I'm so conflicted uh, I re- because all the bad guys <laughs> are the ones that I feel for the most. Like Homelander, I, I always have to question myself at the end of the episode. Like, am I a good person or a bad person? You're because terrible. I feel bad for him at times. Now, by saying I feel for him and I understand him, I'm simply saying he's a complicated character that's extremely that's written extremely well. Yeah. And it doesn't justify the horrible things he's done. I'm just saying I can see where he went from A, B, and C, and right. D. You can follow if, the trajectory. If you go back to season one and the story they built from his backstory, you know, the idea that he never had anyone ra- to raise him. All he ever wanted was to be loved. He right. had no parents. And he always tried to find substitute parents in older people and women uh, for mothers and has never worked for him. Even Stormfront was pretty much a mother figure. Yeah, in some ways. She was, she was his security blanket when Stillwell was killed off. Mm-hmm. So those are things you can understand. The guy has serious trauma from when he was a child. Right. Yeah. So that's why I find him complicated and interesting. And also at times, I feel for him. But I, I feel like we talk about this all the time. It, interesting characters and, and, and that just happen to be bad guys make that character better. And I think that's what that's when you have a complex villain or a complex character is, is when you start to question like, well, man, I kind of feel bad for him, you know, like I feel bad for soldier boy. It's yeah. Like, I was, that's what I was about to you say. Know, same like, thing with soldier boy. Exactly the, dude, the, same. the dude clearly was the it superhero back in the day. He was the captain America type character. Everyone loved and worshipped. I'm team Soldier Boy. And, oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. But not just because it's Jensen. No, it's a good character. Yeah, he yeah. is very well done. And I think it, it, it's seeing the change. I think we talked about this too last episode is seeing the change of like, you know, the flashbacks where he's a douche and he clearly like is just living up the fact that he is Soldier Boy. Yeah, and high then, on life. And then to see him now completely subdued on a mission angry determined determined and upset that these people that he he thought <laughs> haunted is a good yeah like, like like to see these these people that um you know he loved or let he thought loved him and to see the pain mm-hmm. is so good it's so it, jensen's amazing there's also a big difference between his affection for others at least in that scene because you can tell that he really did cared about her care yeah. about her and yeah. he was truly hurt, not because, oh, poor me. Yeah. Whereas with Homelander, he may think he loves someone, but, but he likes to be loved, yes. not love. Not love. Now, Big difference there. Now, the girl that, that played Crimson Countess, is that uh, what's-her-face from Walking Dead? One of the original? Audie McGee from yes. back in the day, the, yeah. The, she the was blonde. also from X-Files, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I thought that was her. He wasn't. Yeah? Were you have been on her OnlyFans? <laughs> no. Liar. No. Yeah, you'd have been on there like Seth Rogen. Oh, that's so dirty. I think that explains some of the the shit from uh, the first couple of episodes that we were talking about, though, that Seth Rogen is in a masturbatory scene. Why does that guy's face annoy me? Everything annoys me. Yeah, he's just he's he's an annoying dude. Yeah. Is he? Okay, so it's not just me. No, I I mean, like, look, there's some of his movies were funny, but like, I just don't. 
Yeah, and listen, I, re- I respect his work ethic. He has managed to do a lot in his career, but I he annoys me. He's There's managed just, to to shed the stoner uh, stereotype, yeah, and become a reputable member of society. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I mean, I, it was funny. I did laugh. Yeah, so did I, I. I did laugh. I, I, I did I was laugh. Annoyed by it more, but I don't know what only. I mean, I don't know what he's paying to have a oh, chatterbait fucking way session too much with uh, Crimson Countess. I'm like less talking, more humping your pillow. I don't <laughs> less talking, more putting those beads in your ben butthole. Balls. Yeah, yeah. Those things were huge, by the way. Some, yeah, those some big fucking anal beads. <laughs> Is it just me? Or are they light on? Okay, so heavy on gore this season, but light, light on, on sex. actual sex, like sexuality. Yeah, well, maybe I mean, you had Homeland or first season. Well, you had Maeve, everyone was getting. Well, after we do it. have to remember what the next you, episode you had Maeve is. and Butcher get it on, in which this was episode. awesome. And you oh, had, I did. Oh, that's right. And you oh, had, I was all about that. Was oh, awesome. Yeah. That's a ship I can get. Oh by. yeah, I was totally I like. I like her. I like yeah. how she's like. Oh, so you think you're better than me? And then they end up fucking. I'm like, dang. Dude, they are pretty fucking good they're together. Good, they're a yeah. good match. I didn't think that would be a good match. But when I saw them sitting on the couch, it. I'm like, oh, shit. They're going to fuck. Oh, they're going to please fuck. do Absolutely. this. And Huey and, and, and Storm. Storm. He keeps mixing Why are you into Stormfront? Are you really Starlight into, yes. banged in the first episode. So you had a little true. bit of sex. You know. I want but case. again, the, to Ryan's point, next next episode is literally called Herogasm. So yeah. maybe... That's the balance they're trying I, I to like strike. I like to call it overhype, Gasm. You think it's going to be? Yeah, probably. I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> you know, you're going to cut that out anyways. <laughs> Come on. We've already seen the episode, guys. But jerk. I think I'll try to be all mystical and <laughs> mystical and fucking. Mystical. Oh, this is going to happen. I like that. I have crystal mystical. ball and shit. Yeah, crystal ball. Even though he knows what happens, what yeah. a loser. Hey, listen, I'm trying to. <laughs> Make it out to be like I really can, you know, prophesize. Well, yeah, but I don't want people to go back and, into our supernatural things we've called and be like, oh, they already watched the episode. Yeah, we've never that, done that. Yeah. yeah, that's totally different. That's not us. No, but so Crimson Countess and, and Soldier Boy was a great scene, but you're right. You do actually feel more for the terrible people this season. Huey is painted as kind of being a self-indulgent child more than anything else, and but but it also the, does work though, right? With the whole idea yeah. about power corrupts. Oh, absolutely, it does. Yeah. But even even A Train, who is has been a putz for three fucking years now, has been a little bit more not re, not re, that's not the right word. He's but not redeemed. A, a but come he, up in in this episode yeah. with Blue Hawk, which that was both a fantastic entire sequence. All the scenes with them. From yeah. a current social climate, Jesus Christ, we've all heard this exact thing very and, true. and seen this exact thing, but it's also very disturbing with how quickly that went south, which I, yeah, that fuck, was, fuck, how many of I us have not see, seen bro, that That coming? was zero to a hundred. I knew but that something happened. bad that's was going to happen the oh. moment his brother was like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I didn't expect something to happen to the actual brother, which is fucked because that is guy, fucked. that guy is is good. He's mm-hmm. always been painted as a, a good person. Yeah. And to yeah. show you what fucking happens to such a good, good person is just, well, it's fucked. Look what happened to uh, Robin in the first episode of the first season. Yeah. Bad things happen well, to good people. And it's and funny, it, dude, because they, the very next scene after that horrific scene happens to good people is the scene in which the legend talks about all the fucked up stuff and cover ups they did when he was in control oh, yeah, of all the Vought stuff. That is stories we've heard from TMZ, news media, what's happening in Hollywood. 
all these terrible things happen to good people and other people just sweep it under the rug and walk away from it. Those scenes are, are paired deliberately. And that's, that is also tough to watch because there, how do you solve that? Is there any fighting that even if a train kills blue Hawk right then and there in that room, that doesn't bring back the injury sustained to his brother. Nope. You can't undo that shit. So, but it, I don't want to say at least because it makes it sound like I'm a fucking monster, but it's finally bringing his shit home. Now his yep. fucking cringeworthy Pepsi commercial shit. Oh God. Is, is so, so irrelevant in his, his seeking and fish like horrifying need to be important and be a part of this team at any cost is now irrelevant. And it's kind of good that that happened from a storytelling standpoint. It's terrible, but it, something had to happen. I, I right? feel like I feel like his character is the one that could go the 180 degrees and have full redemption. Well, we well, thought that was been, season one. They've been teasing that for two seasons, so it's got to happen. If it's, it's got to happen, it's going to happen either, this season. Yeah, he and either has to do that now or die. I agree, and yes. I and I think like he's he's the character that I feel like is conflicted the most. And I think with with that standoff between him and and uh, Starlight, like I feel like he's the one that is the closest to everything that's happened. I mean, he's the original one that started the whole first season. You know, so mm -hmm. I feel like he's the, right. He's the one that started the bullshit and started Huey down this path. Um, that's right. Yeah. So I feel like he's the one that if anyone's gonna have a redemption arc. It's definitely going to be him. Yeah. And I feel like because this shit has, like you said, Thomas hit home, it's hit home. Chickens come home to roost yep, for the that. first time. He's affected by what a soup does instead of him being the one affecting other people. And I think that's when you learn a lesson. And I'm a I, dude. First of all, I, I feel like he, he wants to be good, but yeah. he's been so corrupted by, he what, doesn't know what that means anymore. Nope. Exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. So I think that needs to to move things along um, for sure. Yeah. But I'm just glad they're tackling it. Yeah. No, it's it's good. And I yeah. think like you, like you said, Mike, I think it's with him, it's shit or get off the pot mm -hmm. time. And I think with character. Soldier Boy being at the forefront, that's going to escalate or, or accelerate that situation. It's going to change a lot of things. Because the whole betraying MM and drugging him and stuff, Butcher's trying to serve <laughs> up. Crimson I, Countess I on a laughed. silver platter. I, I kind of laughed too. It's I love how Starlight was like, you roofied him? <laughs> yeah, that was funny a little bit. <laughs> but he's going after Soldier Boy with the whole the enemy of my enemy is my friend aspect. Now, we know him and Homelander just had a like borderline truce. Let's watch everything burn together. Let's kiss and make out. But I think, I think ultimately that's not going to matter because Butcher hates way too much. And truthfully, Homelander hates him too much. Yeah, that, that to that for that to really have any lasting power. I, and with Soldier Boy's ability to drain soups of their power, which is clearly the real fucking weapon. Yeah. That's a that's a cannon in their back pocket, but how long until he loses it again from someone playing Russian music or right. whatever or or eating, you know, a drinking vodka or some shit. I don't fucking know, but how long until he loses it again? Can it be controlled? Or are we going to have more blood on our hands as the boys? Because they're not working together, especially with Kimiko out 
and Frenchie, well, also out, I guess, he gets kidnapped. kidnapped. Yeah. I, right after Kamiko finally <laughs> showed a little bit of interest yeah. in Frenchie in a sexual way. And, it, mm. and I do kind of like, because we had this question last episode. Yeah. Like, what is this a, a weird, like, platonic relationship? What's going on? Or is this a, a, gonna, a sexual relationship? Yeah. What is happening here? I like the idea that she was not confident in herself. Yeah. She had her own issues and she didn't want to pursue a relationship with Frenchie because she feels like she's a monster. So when she loses her power, that allows her to explore other aspects of her life and feel comfortable with herself, possibly creating something with Frenchie. And I did like that aspect because it clarified a lot. It shows us why she's been distant the whole time, you know, kind of almost keeping Frenchie at, at, um, friend zone at arm's length and friend zone. And listen, he was pushed into a zone that very few ever find their way. You don't ever get out of the friend zone. You're either in it forever. And it seems like he's, he's out of there. He's out of there, dude. He's ready to lay some pipe. I mean, watching, you know, musicals, Singing in the rain. I guess that's the way out uh, of the friend zone. Yep. Yeah. Dude, you got to get in touch with your feminine side, and that's where you get out of the friend zone. I or mean, you get farther in the friend zone. It's it's kind of a weird. Yeah. It was well done, but I just don't like musical bits. Wow. Oh, I for, you know I, you know what I forgot about that too. I just I, I yeah me uh, too. I'm not a, I'm not. It's a not fan. my thing. I like wow. musicals, but I don't like TV shows that are not musicals jumping into musicals, especially because at this point in the game, it's a bit of a hack maneuver because yeah. every what everybody does it. So it's not you being unique. It's not you being, you know, silly and, and out of the box as a writer, you're just doing what other people do because it seems like every time a TV show has a musical episode, it becomes the most talked about thing. I'm going to go back and listen to our episode about Supernatural and see what you guys said. See, Probably the same thing for me. Did they have a musical? I don't remember. Season 10, the 200th episode. That's different because it wasn't a complete musical. That was a story about a musical being made. Still musical in there. It's not the same thing. still musical. I still don't care for musical. It's not the same thing. Are they singing? Okay. <laughs> I, they, they did I, not. I'm bro- kidding. They did Mike, not. I'm, I'm busting your balls. I don't need you to explain Breaking it. the illusion <laughs> of I'm just a TV show. You. I understand. It's I different. Fu- yeah. Because there's this whole. You're breaking the fourth wall. I understand what they did with it in this episode. It was like all in her head. To give Kimiko a voice. She yeah. had that previous moment where she was imagining singing earlier in the season. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I just don't. It's fine. I just, I just, I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It didn't. So for me, it didn't do anything for the episode, good or bad. But I mean, with that, let's, let's get into our final thoughts. I mean, we had a lot of movement. (laughs) We had, we had some great stuff with soldier boy, finally getting some real talking, a real talking scene. I'm excited to see more of that. Uh, Ryan, let's go to you. What are your thoughts on this episode? Um, I, I, I know Mike was saying that he wasn't really feeling what they're doing with Huey, but I, I like this. And I think this is, this is the true reaction to someone who um, doesn't have powers, isn't a soup, and gets a taste of power. I think this happens a lot. And, and when I say that a taste of power, it doesn't matter what it is. I think this happens to people all the time where they, are, they get corrupted by something that they've never had a taste on. So I'm in, totally enjoying what Huey's doing. Oh, choosing it's, Butcher and power over it's Starlight. It's painful. Man. It's painful because I want him and Starlight to be together. They're the perfect... Like yeah. almost yin and yang. No, they're not. 
they work well. really well. Starlight yeah. would never be with Huey in real life. Sorry. This is why it's fiction, but still. I mean, the nerds can believe that if they want, but uh, that's why I choose I, to clearly believe Clearly, you don't go to Comic-Con and see all the smoking hot chicks with the goofy fucking doors. Those are PB girls. Oh, <laughs> right. You're right. Sorry. I forgot. That's what you call them. Anyways. Oh, God. Yeah. Mike's wrong. It's it, That's that's why Mike's he's, wrong. he's been single and cooped up in his house for so long. He doesn't. He hasn't that's why. The, he hasn't been in the dating. That's date. exactly why. He hasn't why. been in the dating scene. He hasn't seen how fucking distraught. I've never been in the dating scene my entire life. <laughs> I'm a caveman. I'm like, I like you. Boom. Come with me. That's. That's my. You hit baby. him with a club. Is yes, that, <laughs> that's frowned upon these days. Um, it started with love and finesse. <laughs> Boop. Uh, I, I also am enjoying at least with the talking scenes that we saw of Jensen. He is really owning this character. Absolutely. And yeah. And I feel like I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this, and probably piss off a lot of supernatural fans. I like him way more as this character than I do as Dean. Ooh. And the reason, and here's, and don't get me, look, don't get me wrong. I still, Dean is still my favorite character, but I feel like this sits and suits Jensen better. Here's, here's what I would say. I don't think necessarily that it's better, but I think it is very refreshing yep. to see him play a different role and an adult role at that. I, I, I agree. It's I, not that there's anything wrong with Dean. It's yeah. that we are now finally seeing something a little bit different from right. an actor we know is phenomenal. So I'm going to give this episode, I think this is is was pretty pretty phenomenal episode. Uh, I'm going to give this a 90. Okay. Um, I definitely feel like as of the last couple episodes, we've we've ramped up. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing Gazim. All right, Mike, what about you? Final thoughts? Good episode. Strong episode. It was nice to see them bringing a lot of the earlier elements from the first three episodes together. And you really can start seeing the strategy behind their plans this season. I don't have any complaints. Even the things that I brought up, like the Huey stuff, it doesn't bother me from a writing standpoint. Writing wise, it works. Everything makes sense. I'm going to give this episode 92%. All right. <laughs> I, I thought it was actually very, very well written. It's and good. the acting was, I mean, acting is never a problem in the show, but it was just that much better. That scene with Jensen, when he is talking so to, good, um, I forgot, OnlyFans, Hotties. Encounters. Yeah. That, you believe it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want. You want to believe it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I liked this episode a lot. I think the, the themes of betrayal ran through the entire thing. It was great to see jensen get a moment to actually be a different character i loved i can never remember the actor's name but the guy who played the legend who was from mad about you and so many other i forget shows his name i always forget his yeah. name he's from aliens um he but is from aliens paul riser thank you he was fantastic as the legend i like the parallel between what happened with blue hawk and the people in the community i guess community center and then big corporations covering up all kinds of horrible things that happen. I like MM's advancement, even though it is kind of stealing Huey's role, but Huey's going down a dark path, so I think it kind of fits. It was heartbreaking to watch him turn his back on Starlight at the end, and things are finally starting to really move forward. So I'm I'm going to give this one a 93%. I enjoyed oh, wow. this one a lot. Wow. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of complaints other asshole. than 7% comes away from the musical. Oh, <laughs> oh my me. God. <laughs> that just I, that didn't work for Since me, but the rest the of it—that's the asshole. I know. Here he is trying know, to criticize right? us. Ooh, you didn't like it. You guys are dicks. That he gave us—he gave the lowest score. <laughs> I gave it a ninety. That's an <laughs> I really a. like this. <laughs> lowest score. Yeah. 
Look, I look. I'm saving my high scores. You're for saving the end your of load for hero gasm. Yes, I'm saving my high scores <laughs> for the end of the season. Now he's gonna give like hero gasm. hundred. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out with that when we get into that discussion. But thank you, everyone, I for listening. Ryan hates us, but we love you, and we'll see you all next time. Hey, Kraut. You should fuck off, Huey.